everybody! Hello! Hello. Welcome back. Hi! Good to talk. It's been a while. It has. Like, since we've had a guest. Since we have a guest, yeah. It's, uh, geez, what, uh, a couple weeks now, four? It's been about a month. It's been at least a month. We had Dylan Black on last, right? That's right, right? that's right. And then we had a few guests lined up, and life got in the way. Yeah, life happens. Life happens. So, um, we're We're back. back with a guest. Yeah, we're still pumping up Minnesota as well. You can go back and check our last Minnesota about safety. Yep. Um, you know, but uh, for we, your consideration we... in safety, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we are we are back with guests, and um, we will we will get into our guests in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, Christopher, what are we drinking? We're drinking Big Rigs Tartan Pants. We have had this on air before. It is wonderfully um, not overly hoppy. And, well, it's uh, a Scotch ale. It's a Scotch ale. Yeah, so yeah, there is some hop to it. There is because it's all beer is hops, but it's uh, it's pretty smooth and flavorful. It, it was definitely like brewed in a Scotch barrel. Yes, yeah, you, you can, can really, you can taste, really like, taste the malts of it. The malts of everything. Yeah, good. It's delicious. Candy eyes. It's really good. Yeah, check them out. It's kind of got like a nice caramel. Yeah, back yeah, like to a, it. yeah, kind of like a like. Well, it's a Scotch ale, but yeah, huh. so. Yeah. You know, you pretty much yeah, you pretty you know what you're getting when you're getting a Scotch ale. And like, what this am is I getting? A, this is random. This bro. is a solid Scotch ale, like because I've had some shitty Scotch ales. Yeah, I've had stuff that were like, this is barely a red beer. But this is one where like I go to Big Rig to get their Scotch ale. Yeah, it's for like because sure, it's it's that good. Yeah, check it out, people. It's good. Awesome. Do you notice that I put up some new stuff in the murder room? Yes, your pennants are well. The pennants are up. Yes, and the pennants are up. Pennants pennants went up. Uh, you know, some Blue Jays pennants. I'm from I London, really, so I really like the cat as Captain. America. Well, there's Captain America. Captain, there's there's Bat Cat behind you as uh, well. yes, yes. My my future mother-in-law got me those for my birthday. Cool. What what are they printed on? Uh, old like dis- dictionary paper. Oh, yeah. And I threw up some new comics, right? Oh, like, yeah. We got we yes. got the first Walking Dead and the last, last Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. So it's a it's a good one. And then uh, something from also Image uh, that's a nail biter. Oh, I love nail biter. Uh, it's it's about a serial killer who like bites the nails off of his victims. Uh, it's gross. But the very first one, I've got the Canadian variant version, which is um. Uh, the cover was done by Mike Ruth, oh. who's from uh, Toronto. I actually have, he's not hanging in the murder room right yet, but I've got a, a Rob Ford as Modoc floating above the CN Tower smoking oh, I've seen a that crack before. pipe. I've, I've seen that before. Uh, yeah. That's done by Mike Ruth. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. so the number one uh, Canadian variant I got, and then I got the one where the lady's biting off her own face. It's kind of gross. But... Yeah, it's just very. Uh... Captivating. I think I think my favorite is the um, the Superman comic that um, yeah Dylan Dylan Black gave me years ago, and it's like Lois Lane is in a wheelchair and she's like being pushed out of like a fiery building or something, and Superman's coming at her and she's like, "Stop, Superman! You crippled me. I don't want anything to do with you now. I'd rather die. I'd rather die." And he says, "I'd rather die than have you save me." And it's like subtitled, "Superman, you scare me to death." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty classic. It's, yeah. yeah. So we're we're gradually adding to the murder room. Uh, yeah. If you're a guest, uh, feel free to like let us know how scared you are when you're down here. Or how normal you feel, as the case may be. One of those two. So, guess, speaking of guests, who we have this week, man? This week we have Mike Dambra. You know, we've known Mike for a couple of years, right? Yeah, I've known Mike, jeez, uh, since uh, 2012. I first saw him, I first worked with him at any length, was 2015. Okay. And, uh, yeah, just a really good human. Yeah. I'm I'm sure I saw him before I worked with him, because Simon would make me come out to Absolute Comedy on, like, the big... Big the draws, big draws yeah. and Mike Danborough has always been like one of Simon's favorites. Um, he's also a club favorite. Yeah, for he, sure. We found out, and you're gonna you're gonna hear this interview anyways. But like, he's been doing comedy for 33 years. Yeah, a long period of time. And his like first set was a competition that he won. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. It's so fantastic. It's a great start like, story. He's, is what it is. he's such a funny guy, and he's so good at crowd work. Like, oh man, and yeah, making something that you know he's had in his toolbox for a long time and bringing it out and making it seem like it's the first time you've ever said it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I worked with him for an entire week. Yeah. I got a week yeah. in Kingston with him as well. And You're uh, right. You, yeah. you were his bacon bitch. Yeah. I was bacon bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the title is, you know, it's proud. I got married for it. It's good. That's going to be uh, your, your album. Yeah. Total bacon, bacon bitch. bitch. Yeah. You no, know, it's a, it's a good run. And, uh, 
Yeah, no show is really truly the same. There's a lot of the same tools used, but like man, just just seamless and a pleasure to watch. Yeah, he was he was headlining the week that Ward Anderson was hosting. Right. And we had Ward come in as a guest that week. That's right. Right. Yes. That's yeah. Right. In so the summer there. That yeah. was the week I was featuring for him. That's so right. That was such a fun week because, you know, working with Damber, it's always like. It's nice because he like supports you when he when he thinks you're funny. Yeah, absolutely. Thursday yeah. night, like the Thursday night show, he like Facebooked out like on a message like Matthew Jam so fucking funny. Yeah, no, it's good. After yeah. my set, and then all, all the Ottawa comics kind of piled on and made fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, don't leave your Facebook account open. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like has Matthew drugged you? <laughs> yeah, all these things. How many like, edibles have you had? Yeah, and then exactly. Mike sees me on on the Friday. He's like, "That's the last time I say something fucking nice about you. You ruined my Facebook wall with all these negative comments." <laughs> yeah, like it's my fault. I was, I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah, he paid, he paid a good shout out to Ashley this weekend too. Last weekend. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on was it on air? No, just I don't, literally I on her off. Facebook. On her Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he, did, he did. He did. He did give her. Yeah, no. rightfully so. She's a funny lady. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so I remember we were talking about a potential show of booking her. Yeah, yeah. She ended up, yeah, ended up being a little bit of scheduling conflict, so it couldn't happen. But uh, yeah, funny lady. Um, do we have any shows coming up that we need we to talk about? We do. Uh, December's not really much. It's just a couple of guest spots here. Actually, I'm hosting Eddie's Diner on the 17th. Oh, cool. Uh, That's in the Glebe. Yeah, it's in the Glebe. Yeah, it's a nice little show. So if Janelle, you're in Ottawa, you're, Ontario. Come on down for that. Uh, I have a spot on Howard's Christmas show the next night. That's at Yuck Yucks. At Yucks. On yeah, Elgin. On Elgin. Elgin That's, should be open again soon. So shortly. I'm not sure if they're going to pay that, but yeah. Real quick. And then on the 28th at the Art House uh, Cafe. Is that uh, uh, it's, an Andrew Wamble show? It's a Wamble show. Okay. So, um, it's Laffey at the Cafe? Laffey at the Cafe. So uh, it's uh, uh, somebody's coming up from Toronto. It looks like a pretty fun lineup. I uh, miss doing some of those shows. Those shows were fun. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. But uh, the big stuff coming up in uh, January, January. Uh, we've got obviously the back-to-back weekends at... Uh, or back-to-back one-nighters at uh, Vimy and Whippersnapper again. And then Kitchissippi is reaching out to us. And those dates at Vimy and Whippersnapper are the 24th and the 25th. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kitchissippi's been talking Kitchissippi's, to us. Uh, we're actually going to go in Monday and set a date down. Oh, nice. Do you yeah. have a juke joint show? Uh, the juke joint show is the third week in January. So it'll probably be the 16th. 16th? That's in Carp, in Carp. Ontario? And then there's a special one-nighter that you and I are doing for a Kinburn... Hockey uh, team. West Carlton Hockey Team Fundraising Association. So yeah, because... That's at CARP as well, but that's at the arena. You know, the hockey culture is very relevant today. Yeah. <laughs> super relevant to two bearded fat dads. So, yeah. it's good. Now, those are the shows we got coming up. And then, uh, nice. Yeah. Well, I was, I was saying, because, like, there's the whole... They're firing all these coaches for abuse shit. That's very happy. Yeah, oh, rightfully so, because... Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you know what? Like, everybody's going to have their time and day, That's right. right? Shit's going to come out. Might as well own up to it and yeah. take bite the bullet, right? That's right. It's a good lesson to learn is to better yourself by learning from your mistakes. Yeah. Follow that grenade that you pulled the pin in and threw it in your own trench. And then, <laughs> you know, if you're you're still alive, doctor, heal thyself. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. It's a uh, super happy fun time. Yeah. Right. All right. So, um, anyway, enjoy this yeah. uh, little interview we did. <laughs> that was a weird way to like yeah. just go, uh, yeah, yeah, die on a grenade. Die on Here's a Mike Damn. Here's Damn. Have fun, guys. thing that they're going to hear, Chris. Good. That's good. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, you listen to our little intro, and you'll know our guest on this week is... Mr. Mike Dambra. Mike Dambra. I am here. Hello. He how are you? I'm great. How are you, Mike? It's I'm been good. a while. I'm good. It's been like four months. We worked together like four months ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, last time you were in uh, Ottawa there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Last time I was in Ottawa for the other guy. For yeah. the other guy, yes. So, yeah, this thing, so... <laughs> Um, so welcome to Daddy Issues. Uh, if uh, people should know who Mike Damber is, he's one of the funniest comics in Canada right Absol- now. Absolutely. Um, Originally from Rochester. Uh, we won't man, fault you for that. We won't. No, but you can. 
Yeah. <laughs> you fault me more for living in Edmonton now. You oh yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I came from there, so definitely I can throw stones. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. Fucking, oh, the south side, you say? Oh, a few blocks away from that white half. I don't know why I have to say Irishman. Like Hopefully, that. we're out soon, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll. That's... And you've been doing comedy for how long now, Mike? I it will be thirty-three years next week. I'm not even 33 years old. <laughs> 33 years, December 6th. You started comedy when I was six. Yeah. Oh, wow. Go. Yeah. That is a lifetime for sure. It is, uh... it is. Are you still in love with the bitch? I am. Good. I totally am. And I think that's what allows me to keep the schedule I still keep because I keep a pretty full schedule. Um Otherwise, I think I would have quit a long time ago. Yeah, that's good. If, you, if you're not getting something out of the work you're doing, what do you do? Because this business will just break you. It will just snap you in half. So, But I keep, yeah, super busy. I think I, the last week I had off was a year and a half ago. Huh. So. Wow. How, like, so how old were you when you started stand-up? Not to like specifically age you, but like out of curiosity. 23. 20, did you have like a backup plan? Or was like comedy? I had been it, singing and dancing off-Broadway traveling companies and getting paid for it since I was seven. Okay. So comedy was a dare to, why don't you try this aspect of entertainment? And I says, okay, I'll try it. And it just, it was a contest. It was the Yuck's first contest. Okay. And I got third place. And my prize was Buffalo, which is 40 minutes away. But I opened for Norm MacDonald in a theater, and he liked me. And then a month later, I had my first Yuck Yucks open mic, and the guy took me aside and said, what did you do when you went? And I go, what do you mean? Because I didn't know what he was talking about. He goes, did you do your time? Did you? What did you say to Norman? His manager was the owner of the Rochester Club. And I go, I didn't. I said, thank you. And they asked me how much time I had. And he pushed this thing of papers across. And he goes, you leave in three months. And it was a nine-week tour out west. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that, I mean, it was just his luck. As lucky as lucky could get. Nice. Of how I started. So that's a fantastic story. But it also speaks to your your incredible talent on stage. And I had no idea. You know, <laughs> like I had no idea what I was doing. Because then when I came out and did the tour, the lady took me aside that ran the tour then and said, "Well, you've obviously been doing this longer than you're saying." And I says, "No, I haven't." She goes, "Well, how much time do you have?" And I go, "Well, I just did thirty. She goes, "Right. Could you do forty? And I go, "I." Yes. And she goes, okay, we'll bring you back in six months. You could co-headline. And that's how it Oh, my God. That's how it worked. Man. Yeah. I, I got a I got a festival in my first year. Yeah. And they asked me to do uh, eight. And I was like, I was like okay, because it's a gala show. I was like, I can do eight. And then I show up, and they're like, uh, can you do 12? And at the time, I had like eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, not really. And they're like, okay. And they came back, like, they went away, and then they came back, and they're like, we're actually going to need you to do, like, 14. And so, like, I'm sitting there in the green room two hours before this gala, just writing whatever's coming to my right? mind. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if any of this is going to be funny. Yeah. Um, and one one of the jokes that I wrote at the time, I'm still telling today. because Oh, really? Like, popped. Yeah, it's the one about being hairy and the lady oh, shaving up the back of my neck. Yeah. And the infinity scarf. That's how I ended up jumping in uh, crowd work because I thought you had to have a new act every time. So I was writing new acts each week. Oh, shit. Wow. And then I'm like, I can't write this fast. And then one <laughs> night I just went in the crowd and it was a huge pop and I got taken aside by the manager and he goes, where'd you learn to do that? And I didn't know what he meant. I go, I don't know what you mean. I was basically doing what they did to me in high school. You know, they they browbeat me for being on stage and singing and dancing. So use my words to keep them off me from pounding me. Okay. That's, that's, you learned and adapted and that's you made it. a career. I know I made a career out of it. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's great. All right. So we got some getting to, those aren't the getting to know you questions, surprisingly, even though now. I was just getting like, to know uh, your career, which is great. Cause <laughs> every great story starts with an excellent beginning, right? So. So, getting to know you questions are just kind of random, out of the blue. Um, first question: You are a father to uh, a young daughter. Uh, what was your favorite child story to read to her? Oh, um, Daddy calls me Doodlebug. Daddy calls me Doodlebug. Yeah, I've never, I've not heard that one. Uh, bro, we still have the book, and once in a while she'll pull it out and say, says, "Will you?" and both cry because it was an every night thing and and if i wasn't there like 
when I was first going through immigration, I had to go back to the States once in a while when I'd call. Okay. I'd say, will you read it? Will you read the book? Okay. I know. That's cool. Chris, did you have one? Yeah. If you were, uh, your, your movie, your life became a movie, who's going to play you in, in, in the movie? Who's going to play me? Who's going to yeah. play you? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> Who comes closest? De Niro? Rickles is dead. So <laughs> De Niro. But, We'll bring up the corpse of we'll Rickles. Yeah. CGI. <laughs> All, right, yeah. All right. You can't uh, next one? We, well, we asked Dylan Black that question, yeah. and he's like, he gave us an answer. We're like, no, it's Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta. <laughs> that, yes, absolutely. Next question. What is your favorite Ray Liotta film? A Phoenix. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a solid, solid film. I like yeah. Phoenix. I love yeah. that movie. Um, if you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would that be? Speaking to the ex. <laughs> that's a daily thing it's a, it, it, oh, when you're dealing with mental illness someone with a mental illness it is a daily thing of here come texts or here come someone trying to visit or trying to change oh, the rules wow. or trying to help them not take care of them but help them or whatever it's a daily okay okay that's a solid one to remove yeah um and uh, if you got your own late night talk show who would be your first guest oh that's a great question I don't. I think my first guess would be my father. How come? To let them know he'd let them know who I was from his perspective. Okay. Because as the show went on, they'd see who I was from their own perspective. But yeah. he'd say, "This is who he is." Here yeah. you go. Because he never, until later, on, way later on, but he never wanted me in this field. He wanted me to play sports and do the manly. You know, okay. I grew up in the late '60s, early '70s. Mm-hmm. I was the only son. Okay. Yeah. So there was like these like male male archetypes kind of yeah stereotypes that are like put on you like here's here's a baseball glove and a bat yeah and I couldn't and I broke every one of for him it must have been horrible you were his Billy Elliot yes I had the long hair I had the earring I took ballet (laughs) I took singing lessons I went to Poland to sing for the Pope like everything that and then I thought that would get him because he went to church every day it wasn't. An Italian no, pope. Exactly it was a Polish pope, so he wasn't. Impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he was not impressed at all. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, oh wow. my gosh, that's funny. Do you have any more? I think that was. The, no, the, that, was, that was pretty much. Are, much are, <laughs> all right. So now we now we have a deeper insight. Well, what would your dad like? No, never mind. You, you had have already answered that. He's but. a super. Everybody loves my father. Everybody loves my father. So I had a harder time living up to the Mike Damber name because he's Mike, but he's Michael Richard. I'm Michael David. I had a harder time living up to the Mike Damber name than my son does seeing my name in lights everywhere. Okay. Everybody in town knew Mike Damber. Everybody. I was just telling a story about Don Cherry because my father ran the local drugstore. Yeah. So every time he tried to get me into sports, everything was back in the dugout, in the locker room. in the. So Cherry was coaching the Rochester Americans. Right. We'd go back, and I'd have to have the same conversation. And I was trained, like, "Hey, kid, you ready to lace up and play tonight?" And I'd have to say, "Not tonight, Coach Cherry, but thank you." Wow. Yeah, um, for years. This is before. Yeah, you people. Not and that's just up, it. Right? That was the point of the story. Is he the guys in the locker room would laugh? It was the Bruins farm team, and he'd turn around and say to them, "You people don't know if he can play hockey. If the kid can play, <laughs> that's just how he addressed <laughs> people." Talking, and yeah. I remember that so clearly from being a little kid. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah of all the things to get uh, turfed for at the end, there. That's that's what it was. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many? Like, do you do you have more than just Gracie? You said you have a son. I have two. You have two sons? I have one I've never met that I just get pictures of. And I have a 35-year-old son that just retired from the Air Force. Oh, okay. Is in... Uh, USAF? Yeah, and is in Texas working on an oil rig now. Okay. Yeah. I bet he voted for Ted Cruz. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a George Bush. He was a Trump. He was a... He couldn't get more opposite. Oh, wow. Me. Yeah. 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 But... Yeah. Were you involved? Well, not with the one kid, but how involved were you with the... The first one? The first? Uh, I was involved, but not as much. I mean, it was literally when I was starting comedy. Uh, I started comedy in 86. He was born in 85. So when I was granted uh, visitation, it was every other weekend. And I was like, well, that's when this comedy thing is posted. And the judge goes, then get another job. Ugh. I'm like, that wasn't 
For me, it wasn't an option. Yeah. And so I was a weekend dad with a weekend job. So I drive overnight, you know, and I was, obviously when you start, you're not working every week. So I was there, but I wasn't there. Right. So, yeah. Okay. And now you've got full custody of a young daughter. So you've got two older sons, but now you've got this young daughter that's fully in your custody by yourself. What are some of the challenges that you have there? Uh, Juggling the the road work is really hard. Um, Finding people, because it's just us. We're in Alberta. All my relatives are in New York. So to do it without any, and I mean it literally without any help, mm-hmm. anybody we bring in, it, my friends are comics. Yep. They yeah. run the same hours as me. So bringing a nanny is someone that you trust. Like it's such a difficult, having her on the road with me, I thought would be the worst part. And it's the easiest. Nice. That's she good. loves it. She doesn't blink. Yeah, like I know that yeah. sometimes you take her on the road when you yeah. can, and sometimes you can't because of like school obligations yeah. and whatnot. Um, how often does she travel with you? She travels with me right around, I want to say, 10 weeks a year. 10 weeks a year? Because of the summertime, her vacation is eight weeks. Yeah. So like this last summer, we went Edmonton. We did car trip, Edmonton to New York with one-nighters in between, New York to Phoenix and rode down Route 66 so she could see all of that and learn okay, about all neat. that. And then Phoenix back up to Edmonton through all the uh, canyons and everything so she could see all that. So that's like you've, you've created this entire work vacation for her. Yes. And she fits in well in the comedy club scene, doesn't she? She fits in. So we've we've had one incident in the five years, one incident where she's been asked to leave a club in the five years that I've had her to myself. That's it. Otherwise, I mean, there are some clubs that literally say, one club paid to fly her out. She's coming, right? Yeah. Uh, when I, last time I did New York, they insisted she do the TV interview. Oh, really? Yeah, she yeah does, I saw that in your Instagram. Yeah, she yeah. does radio. She does radio with me. She does TV. She keeps schedules. <laughs> she's like your little personal yeah, manager she's, there. <laughs> she's, she'll tell me when we're driving, you should pull over and rest for a while. Or you could keep going. You're fine. <laughs> she's that. How old is she? She just turned 10. Just turned September. 10. Yeah. That's fantastic. So she's been what? with me on the road since she was five. And that's what the judge said. He, um, The judge said, you're not going to be able to do this. And then Gracie said, I want to try it. And they're like, you want to try this? And she goes, I want to try it. I want to, I want to be with daddy. So, so here she is. And she, uh, they tested her because they pulled me aside in school when I was first started taking her. And they said, you're taking her a lot by our standards. Mm-hmm. We need to test her and see where she stands because we don't know what you're doing. How'd that turn out? She tested a year ahead of all the other kids and she had a eighth grade reading level as of this oh, wow. year. And so they're like, you can do what you want. We're going to keep all the Ralph Wiggums here at school. You go take Lisa Simpson on the road, okay? But her her one teacher said to me, there are kids in this classroom that will never leave Alberta. So, you know, what you're doing for her, it opens up her learning so much. You're showing the global world. You're you're also exposing her to it through comedy, which is like satire it's parody it's education that's all wrapped into humor and entertainment so you're doing this and she's meeting some of the wildest people she really is she really really is yeah she had met jackie fabulous while jackie was still live on america's got talent and jackie loved her and jackie took a picture with her and then the next day gracie ran into my room and said dad i don't know what to do with this and handed me her phone well jackie had tagged america's got talent so Gracie had over 200 messages of, because Jackie's like, here's my tiniest fan. And Gracie goes, I'm not supposed to answer strangers. What do I do? <laughs> oh yeah. God. So oh God. I guess that would lead to our next uh, topic with Gracie. Well, or uh, just a question. Just a really, question. Really. How do you feel about with uh, her social media presence? And do you police it lots? What's your major concerns with it? My major concerns is just, just freaks, basically. Like her, get, obviously her getting hurt. In any way, yeah. shape, or form, which we've had, a co- but very small, a couple incidences where people will write her. Yeah, How old are you, and do you have pictures, or do you have whatever? Oh. But by the time, the one guy, by the time I even responded, the, the profile was gone. He had vanished. But she's out there. She's out there almost as much as I am in well, the clubs say, and around. Your Instagram handle is Gracie's dad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you are you are your daughter's number one fan. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. Like yeah. You've got that fan club going. So I understand that you 
you kind of like her having the spotlight, her own spotlight. Yes. And so you're just like you had a spotlight growing up on yeah. you. Um, we have to take us at the freaks, but how do you think that she's going to learn to manage social media as it evolves and as she continues to grow? I don't know. You know, she's really good with it. Um, she's really good with, uh, splitting her time. Like I've had enough of this. I need to draw for a while and she'll leave it and walk away. Oh, that's, yeah, nice. that's a good, she's good with stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. she's huge on books. Okay. So she'll say, um, well, this isn't, I'm not getting any reading done. I need to stay off this. <laughs> the most she does is her best friend is in, which is the most bizarre story in the world. Her best friend's in New York and they Skype every day and they, they are literally set up the phones, not talk. And they'll do their homework together. So they're still on, but they're not talking. They're just side by side doing homework. That's kind of nice, though. It's nice that the world can be such a small place with that. Like, hey, we're just hanging out and doing our homework together. Because I knew the mother, and the mother asked, our daughters are the same age. Could I get them together? She's a morning radio host in Rochester. Okay. And uh, I said, yeah. But I I didn't know the father. And I had never met the other two kids that she has. And then one night, Gracie's walking out of her room. And I says, how's Viv doing, her friend? And she goes, well, you know, Dad, they're at the White House. And she can't talk right now. And I, I said, Grace Noel, stop. I'm asking you a question. She goes, well, do we have CNN? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, okay. And we click it on. And there's the family. This kid's father got the Medal of Honor from Trump. he wrote a book about a village that he helped secure that he was like the hero he's on the cover of time magazine george bush gives him the silver star says you didn't do enough right yeah well then ron howard reads the book and options the movie and as soon as he options the movie trump hears about it and goes well i'll give him the medal of honor because then i'm the guy in the movie right exactly wow so uh that's that's, and that's so i got pulled aside by the principal a couple of days later of, look, she's not in trouble. It's the end of the year. But just so you know, Grace is going around school with a story that her best friend's father got the Medal of Honor from the president. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And she goes, oh, you know? So you've talked to her? I go, no, like, it happened. <laughs> and she says, you know, I go home every month to my husband and say, I think we've reached the top of Danbra Mountain when it comes to stories. <laughs> and nope. we never have. Wrong. So, yeah. yeah. You, you've actually, like, I don't know if, I, if I'm allowed to ask this question, but you've had some issues with some of the teachers at the school. Like I've seen you on yeah. social media, like come out and like just trash some of the teachers yeah. for like bullying, bullying Gracie. kids, and, and like, not even just Grace. Uh, the one last year was the whole classroom shut the door and told oh, the whole classroom I've seen that, yeah. that uh, no matter how hard you work, you won't get an A. And so there's kids there that never will, and she's just basically told them, "Don't try." And she's created this label of like you cannot succeed. You can't. You can't attain this level. And Gracie came home crying, and she goes, I, "I work really hard." And she does. She goes, "I work really hard to keep straight A's." She says, and she's telling me I can't get them. So I thought she was exaggerating. I wrote the teacher, and they have an app on the phone where you could track yeah. the kid during the day. And I wrote the teacher and said, "Can you tell me what you really said so I could explain it?" She, she nasty mess. That's what I said. And I don't appreciate you trying to run my classroom. So, <laughs> so by the time I get into the principal to talk about it, she had taken the app down. She'd taken Not thinking that I downloaded every message. Yeah. So the principal goes, she said she didn't say it. And where are these messages? And I go, right here. So he had backed her, and I said, you don't want me to get loud about this. It's not just about Grace. There's 20 other kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If she's doing it to them, she, she did it last year. She'll do it next year, and it needs to stop. And he goes, what are you really going to do, Mike? Okay. <laughs> so when it hit the radio two days later, that's when. <laughs> Do you think, like, you definitely have a reputation with the teachers as, like, like Mike Damber. Yes. Like, you've got that reputation yeah. with them. Are any of them, like, actually scared of you? I don't know if any of them are actually scared of me. I do know that, well, this year's teacher is a perfect example that went out of her way to say, this is how I teach and this is what I do. And you are very involved with your daughter and I really appreciate that. So I want you to know where I'm coming from and how I do this, okay. which was beyond. Yeah. Um, the trouble I had, the two teachers that I had were new teachers. And, and in their defense, this is how they are taught now to do this. Um, but the other teacher she had besides this year, this one's newer and she's amazing, like amazing. Um, the other teachers had been teaching for over 30 years. So she had old fashioned teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the two new teachers though, it's, this is the new way and this is how we do it. Okay. The first one didn't know what I did. 
and we were in the room and I just said, I, I, I just, I, we really need to fix this. She'd scream yeah, and she'd get in the kids' faces. And for Gracie, went through a lot of mental and physical abuse. Yeah. Gracie would shut down and her hair would just like a robot, her hair would go in her face. She'd shut down. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can't do this. And she said, well, you, you're not running my classroom. And I got up and I says, well, we need an outside party because we're not at all. Yeah. We're not meeting. And I was walking out and she says, I don't think I appreciate your attitude, mister. And I turned from Mike into Dambra in half a turn. <laughs> I don't think I appreciate your fucking attitude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then Check she tone, found out who I was. I've seen, I've seen you defend your daughter on social media a bunch with teachers, but also um, like with like other bullies and like you really do come to her defense and like to the defense of those that have been kind of bullied or marginalized by people. There's a, um, what I realized doing it this time and being in a thousand percent is there is this giant banner for schools of stop the bullying and don't do the bullying. But there's this infrastructure of if we can sweep this under the rug, let's just move on. Yeah. Yeah, Let's just move on. And I can't, because it does, it's making the problem worse. Well, yeah, yeah, sweeping something like hiding mold in construction is still hiding fucking mold. Yeah, I, <laughs> you so, know what I mean, you can't get rid of that crap unless you pull it out and expose it. Yeah, and I was told. Well, you're. I was told we really appreciate you being such a child advocate. Which, okay, great, but to tell you the honest God truth, I never invested myself enough to know that stuff like that was going on. Mm-hmm. So to see this going on, especially with Gracie. I was like, Gracie, other kids too? And she'd point out and tell me the truth. Well, this one, this one, this one picks on this one. This one calls this, this. And I'm like, okay, well, somebody needs to jump in. Well. uh, And I'm one of a hand, being there every day. Well, you know, I I drop her off, pick her up. And I even worked at the school for three years. Um, I'm one of a handful of parents that is there constantly. That's a constant measure. So when... But that also speaks to how involved you are with Gracie's life just in general, right? Yeah. you and Gracie spend all the time together. Yes. And, you know, you're, like, I don't know as many kids who are as excited about their dads as Gracie seems to be about you. Yeah, I know. Which I'm thankful for. I just said that if, and I had said to my ex-wife when we were first having her, if we're going to do it this time, I want to do it different. I don't want to do it the same way I did the last time. And she goes, well, how are you going to do it different? And I says, I'll figure it out, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do this different. So I did everything different from the music I played to the, the books I had in the house to the time I spent with her, all of that. Okay. Yeah. Did did you find that that kind of changed you on stage? Like, because if you're changing kind of some of your personality at Yeah, home, I got meaner on stage. <laughs> you had, like, really? suddenly a new <laughs> outlet for that? Period. I got meaner on stage because I got nicer at home. <laughs> so it built, and I kept it and just let it go there. Okay. Um, Because I there wasn't any of that at home. Home was all happy puppy flowers, laughs, and... You Does know, meaner equal funnier as well, or it did for me? Okay, I, I, I can't. You know what I mean. I can't speak for everybody. I can tell you that I got a lot more work. Yeah, and um, also there's no refunds in company. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it worked for me. Um, so, and it felt better. Yeah, to keep it for just there. Instead yeah. of like blowing a gasket at home or, or freaking out on a school bus driver it, or, yeah, or it, whatever. It right? felt better to keep it and then let it out. It's a healthier outlet yes. because no one's going to get really hurt. Right. Like maybe someone might walk away a little bit offended, but that's more about them than it is about you. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, uh, and then the house attitude was just this different thing. It was a different world and it really made the onstage thing a character. So okay. when, when did things, uh, start to change in your relationship? Cause when things change in your relationship, obviously things are going to change with the kid. And so you and your ex-wife went through a divorce yeah. during that time and, and a whole custody battle. Yeah. Um, so like, how did that kind of play out with you and your relationship with Gracie? Uh, from the beginning, right when Gracie was born was when we started having evidence that something was wrong. Um, and they had said postpartum. Yep. And okay. that's what they kept saying. But the more research that I did and the more people I talked to, I said, that's not what this is. So we did a couple of years of that. And then Gracie started having marks on her and being hurt. And, and that's when we said, okay, got to go. And then um, the incidents is escalated like bad ones to the point where I said, you just got to go. But 
for that whole time, she worked because she was my sponsor for immigration. So she worked one to two jobs. So it was always me and Gracie. Mm-hmm. Like I taught her to walk. I taught her to talk. I, it, that's were was, there I the, was always there. Home. Yeah, you were truly stayed home. So our big difference was, A, Grace wasn't getting hurt anymore, and B, this woman didn't live in our house anymore. But it was always me and her all day, every mm-hmm. day. So, and does that that speak to when when it went to court? Grace is like, I want to be with my dad. Is it? It's because oh, she yeah. felt safe with you. And yes, dad's always been there. Dad is number one. Yeah, we just talked about this the other yeah. day that we were that I wasn't having an argument with her. I was trying to point out to her because she's like, I want to be a bigger part, and I'm like, you've never taken her to the dentist. You've never taken her for a haircut. You've never, you know, things that just that's just part of the parental cycle. Yeah. You got to do this because I can't, or I'm going to be there, or I want to know what's going on with the doctor. That's never happened on that end. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always been me. Okay. What, how does, what's kind of Gracie's outlet? Like, um, her drawing. Her drawing? She draws and she writes constantly. She's got journals that are hidden everywhere. So oh, she's wow. got a dream journal. She's got a friend journal. She's got a when she's mad journal. She, okay. She's got them everywhere, and she will write. And if she can't get the words out, is how she says it. Or if there's going to be tears that aren't happy tears, Daddy, then I need to draw. And she will paint. She draws. Oh, wow. She's got such a high emotional intelligence. She really like, does. Because like my background's in therapy, right? And as yeah. a therapist, I'm hearing this and being like, she's got such good self-care and such yeah. good self-discipline. Like, she could be a great therapist when she grows up. <laughs> you know, we were, our biggest fear was we got... Uh, court ordered to go to the a therapist because okay. they said I was coaching her with her answers. Okay, and and it was the highest paid one. It was like five hundred a session. We had to go for five sessions. Gracie had to go for three, and each parent had to go for one. And in the middle of Grace's second session, the lady comes out and she goes, "Can I talk to you?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." She goes, "This child is beyond well adjusted. She loves her mother, and she knows something's wrong with her mother. She just doesn't want to get hurt anymore." She goes, so I'm spending the rest of these sessions with her mother because <laughs> someone yeah. needs this. Yeah, she goes, it's, it's not Grace that yeah. needs this help. And then what ended up happening in those last three sessions was so bad that the court locked court that file. Like, yeah, all right. They oh. sealed the file so Grace could never read it. Wow. Yeah. Like not even when she turns 18? Yeah, never. Oh, oh shit. shit. some bad things in there. That's, that's intense. Are you ever going to have that conversation with Grace? We already did. Oh, you have? Absolutely. Okay. And that was one of the things I got called on the car before when we first started custody was, um, why are you so honest with her? And I said, what? because she's in a strange situation right now where she doesn't need parent fairy tales. Fair enough. Because she knows just from the physical and emotional stuff she went through that somebody covering this or putting frosting on it isn't real. Okay. So I'm not helping making her feel secure by continuing sugarcoating yeah, it. Yeah, by continuing to tell stories. So from the get-go, you may get upset by this. You may not want to hear this. If it upsets you, we could sit and talk about it, but here's what is really going on. That's what I've done. And that's really par- probably a big part of what shaped Gracie into having that strong emotional intelligence. That's what they say, now. That's <laughs> now, <laughs> they say like now. Like the school one last year, school said, uh, she says, you know, you're super honest with her, and I can't tell you how much that helps. And I'm like, really, where were you four years ago when they were telling me, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> how dare you tell your child not to lie? Yeah. God. What, uh, I just want to jump quickly back to you traveling with Gracie around yeah. and uh, having her trip. What was, what's the best trip that you guys did together, like, that involved you doing your work and her coming along for the ride? Our first one was good, because that was, a, um, we went to New York and she had not, we weren't allowed to cross the border during the custody battle, because they look at it as me giving up, going back to the States. Like flight risk? Yeah. yeah. And so um, she hadn't seen anybody, my parents, my family, for three years. So we had gone on this first one, and it was a 35-hour drive. She never peeped. We talked, but she never complained. And then we got there, and there was literally a line at the green room of people that wanted, hadn't met her or seen her, and my family hadn't seen her, and then all the shows, and she got to do radio. and So that that was a one that will always stick with us. But this one that we just did this last summer was 
she had so much fun on Route 66. Just learned, she that. Did you guys like play the song Route 66 yep. over and over yep. again? She asked how many people, and then we Googled it on Spotify, how many people sing Route 66. She listened to different versions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what song would you be able to pay on that? Do you guys have like covers? a favorite stop along the way? No, we, uh, there is a, a hotel that's in the middle of nowhere in Manitoba that we always stop the Lady Loves Gracie, and she always gives us a deal. But no, she likes to stop at Thunder Bay at the giant Terry Fox okay. uh, statue. She thinks it's the most amazing thing in the world. Like because of what he did, or just because yep. of how she learned. They taught her that in first grade or something yeah, like and that. He that. And then every year they have the Terry Fox run, and she runs for someone else, so she has to have a badge with. Okay, and so she really internalizes this versus like yeah. I remember the Terry Fox run, and that was just an excuse to get out of like class wow. for an hour. No, right? she's got a uh, and who died and. Who, this is who I miss, and I'm running for this person. Oh, wow. and blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> this year was big. Well, this year was big tears because she comes back, and I go, who was it? Because it's always a big reveal. And who'd you run for? And it says, I ran for Daddy. Oh. So this year was me, and it just fuck, Those are onions, me. not me. Yeah, it yeah. totally broke yeah. me this oh, year. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. What would you? What would be the uh, dream trip for her? Would you, would you want to maybe get some cruise work? Would you... LA be the next thing you Australia? want to Australia. Australia. <laughs> no, you know what? We have a list, and um, our deal was she gets to see somewhere new every year. So she's ten, and she's already been to fourteen different places. So there you go. We just go year by year. Like this year, she saw the ocean. We went to um, Halifax. Yeah. And she went. She saw the ocean. She picked rocks, brought shells back for all the kids, and oh, that's really nice. I don't know. So <laughs> we did that. So that she's been both coasts though, like. East she didn't do Vancouver. She hasn't yet. Yet. No. Yet? Okay. But then when we went to Phoenix, she went to the Phoenix Zoo. They had, um, she did that. And then the first thing she asked, is there a used bookstore? Can we go check it out? Can we see? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're not overly sweary unless you have to be on stage with certain things. Um, what's your take with swearing around the house? Obviously, your open honesty policy with Gracie. What what some of the guidelines and some of the swear words and context. Or not even necessarily just that, but like sometimes on stage you can become kind of filthy at times, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. and I I get that we talked about how you keep your anger separate from stage from home, but like what yeah, to kind of go to that like the the swears or the attitudes or the pickle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh she she knows the pickle story, so she's never met Patrick, but she knows that that was a kid I grew up next door to, so she knows the story. Um, if there's something at the house, like swearing at all, she's heard it so much at the club. She puts her headsets on. Oh. And she says, sometimes, uh, you're just having a bad day. And then <laughs> one time she ran, she was running out for something and the dog ran into her and I just heard under her breath, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I says, do we need to talk? And she goes, nope, I shouldn't have done that, she says. <laughs> but that's the worst one. That's been the worst that's, one. That's her worst bomb. Just a that's the worst one. Oh, that's funny. If wow, she's that's... curious, she comes out with her phone, her tablet, and a notebook. <laughs> and she'll say, I want to learn about this and whatever the subject is. What's been the craziest subject she's wanted to learn? Her period. Oh, yeah. I can't. Well, that's coming up soon. I know. Like, how are you going to handle that? I'm ready, but I can't. No, I'm ready. Happens, right? I did. Yeah, I did everything. I got the basket and everything that's needed for that. I got women ready on call for questions I can't answer that I just don't know the answer to. Um, but. For her to say, well, how am I going to change? And what, what about boys? And what about the? We tackle things one at a time. That one, <laughs> I'm really bad. Yeah, for. I'm really bad at that one. I don't know, and I get it. I'm just really bad at that one. But for some of the conversations that we've had, you know, like I mean, this this is a kid that came to me with a notebook and said, "Can you please tell me why am I never going to have a mommy?" even though mommy lives two streets away. We had that conversation. Yeah. And she yeah. was like seven. Can you please tell me? I'm like, okay. So the other ones get pretty simple after yeah. a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you tackle, or why are people calling us liars um, when I have marks on me or when, I, when okay. I have a scar? Mommy stabbed me in the face with a knife and I have a scar. Why are people telling me that never happened? Yeah, it's the kind of that understanding. Do you, th no. do you think that she's so honest with you because you're so honest with her? Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. 
And she always says that. You don't lie to me, so I don't lie to you. She always says that. Oh, wow. You're here. Yeah. That's good. She's such a smart... Like, for 10 years old, like, she... Yeah. She's got, she like, really this, is. like, old soulness to her. Ooh. And yeah. I've only met her, like, once in my life. Yeah. I've met Grace a couple times. She is yeah, an old she, soul. She yeah. really is. Um, she spends half her time... This year, she spent half her time in grade three. She tutors. She helps with the special needs kids. She asks if she can go. She finishes her work up. The teacher's like, do you want some time to draw or read or whatever? And she goes, if I could help the other kids. She goes to other classrooms and helps. Yeah. This is such an empathetic soul. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like, I know you always like, you always talk about like, whenever you do posts, you're like, and then I cried. And I'm like, man, this man cries a lot. But I'm hearing this. I just want to yeah, openly See what I mean? I know. Like, it's true. If, yeah, I, yeah. if my daughter I just, is like half the daughter that Gracie is, like, I will just be crying all the time. And I do. I sit in that kitchen sometimes and she'll say something and walk away and I just start crying going, wow, where did she... I guess I'm doing okay, right? Yeah. If she's this person, I guess I'm doing all right. It almost, like, I hope this doesn't, you don't take this as an insult, but it sounds like she's taking care of you as much as you're taking care of Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I do not take that as an insult at all. Okay. But absolutely. Oh. Always. Are you okay, Daddy? Like, are you, are you all right? I think you need, you know, some time that you need to relax and you need to, you're always going, you're always cleaning the house or you're always helping me. You don't even date Daddy. Why don't you? You don't date. She put that in a report at school. My dad doesn't date because he'd rather raise me. Oh, I know. Is that how she understands it? Yeah. Is that is that the case? Yeah, because I said it takes more time away from us, and for right now, that time is important to me. I'd rather be here. Well, especially when you're traveling so much and you're not yeah. necessarily able to be with her. It's like when you're back in Edmonton, why spend time with another? I don't want to add more away time. Yeah. When I'm not away, so. And also, you've still got all this this court stuff with the ex that, like, it just keeps dragging up. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. So it's not a. It, it isn't really important to me right now. I, I mean, if if for anything is when she gets upset, which is usually right around once a year, and it's usually the anniversary of when everything split or happened, mm -hmm. that she'll have a couple days. Why can't I have a mommy? And all I want is a mommy. So. Does she like recognize that date and like know the date? Oh, she, she knows. Okay. Because for her, that was Freedom Day. Right, because when we first had the conversation, I said, "How about Mama moves downstairs? Because we could lock the door downstairs, a furnished apartment." Mm -hmm. And she's like, "I'd rather she left, but if you think we should try, I'll try." And she stayed downstairs for I want to say six months before things got really bad, and we just said, "You gotta like, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta, you gotta go." Yeah. And so for Gracie, that was Jubilation Day, freedom. Yeah, she was safe. Her doors were locked, and that person was not in the house anymore. And I, I remember getting told for the first year, that's not true. She's upset because she misses me and she wishes I never left. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Yeah, no. <laughs> she wanted you gone six months before I said go. Like, yeah. that Gracie was the first one. She's not going to stop. She's not going to change. I want her to go. Yeah. So. I like, and I, I only know your ex-wife through stories you've told right, me right. And, and jokes you tell on stage. Yeah. Uh, but I really hope that she gets what she needs out of. And that's what we've always said, which is I'm glad that Grace is in that mindset that they're um, from Gracie and my mouth, but Gracie also. She said, some days I feel bad for her. Mm -hmm. Some days I just hate her. Some days I can't be bothered. Yeah. It, it's hard to watch someone go through that, but it's also hard to be the target of somebody going through that. And Gracie was the target. Yeah. So I hope that she can learn to like laugh at it in the way that sometimes you laugh at it. Like, yeah. I, I remember you telling me like a year ago, but the time yeah, that your ex-wife went out for Halloween as Annie, oh, but yeah, not, yeah. not the little white Annie as black Annie, but as black. Annie. Yeah. <laughs> and we all thought she was fat Albert. She flipped out on me. <laughs> She lost her mind. Now. I go, of all the things, Fat Albert, she goes, what did you just say? Oh, my God. Yeah. Inappropriate either way. But yeah. uh, Grace brought that up at school when the Trudeau thing happened. Oh, no. Grace goes, my mother did blackface one year. <laughs> my father told her not to. She said it was funny. So, yeah. Wow. Was that like in defense of Trudeau? Did she bring it up as like in a defense? No, she brought it up as a, I know an idiot, too. <laughs> she really did. Like she was like, I got another bad one. Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. If you thought that was fun. whoa.
What did we do? We just, uh, we almost dropped We it. almost dropped It's it. all good. No, this is why we don't put drinks on top of here, because we don't, the murder room is not set up. <laughs> the <murder laughs> room. There we go. There all right. we go. Are we Can good? We find our the pop filters? Yeah. yeah pop. Here's one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think the other one's dropped. There it is. Oh, right. yes. yay. There we go. Yeah, you know, we almost had an incident very similar to when, uh, after the Josh Williams episode, when yeah, we had a beer Mac spill, was like, oh, let's really? drink liquid. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very similar. Yeah, we got it. I should let's install. Go. I should get a better thing in and, here. And why you say you should install? You know, I will install. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the arts. He's the do-it-yourself. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. There was a crack in my foundation, and he's like, "Let's fix this." And uh, so he fixed it, and I sat there and I wrote jokes. There you go. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I got a new headshot out of it. Me in a pit, smiling yeah, yeah. with a jackhammer. You got a great, great headshot out of it. Uh... That was thanks to you when I said I think there's a crack in the foundation of my house when we were in Kingston yeah, together. Yeah. And you said, yeah, there is. And they didn't believe me. The landlord's like, stop. Yeah, no, and then they there. came to the house. I go, I talked to a guy. And they moved the stove. And the guy goes, oh, boy. Yeah. I was going to say, it wasn't like that. The house like kind of caving <laughs> in on itself. Yes. Yeah. It was caving Short in. And, and um, it's, on, it's on a layer of concrete. Yeah. So it's sliding. Yeah. As it splits, and yeah. I know that area in Edmonton near that uh, McKinnon Ravine. Yeah, that a lot of that is clay runoff. Yeah, and a silt runoff that flows right into the Saskatchewan River, and a lot of the places in that area have that if they don't have pile drilled foundations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's happening. It's it, it's imminent. Like it's not like oh, it's gonna fix itself. No, that the building's a write off in less yeah. than twenty years. I I remember that. I remember you telling me that because it was right at the same time that I had the crack in my foundation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yours was fixable. The yours was just poor backfill and yeah. time. Like the guys, so much fieldstone here in in. Like the There's, Ottawa Valley, yeah. That when they backfilled the new foundation, they just literally tipped the biggest stones they could into this pit and then covered it with dirt. Oh. and the stones were at an angle towards the foundation of the house. Oh, yeah. So yeah. over time, it was gonna find a way in, but it wasn't that big. Well, we yeah. have a giant apple tree out front that has literally gotten oh. so big that it's uprooting and it's moving the house. Oh wow! Yeah, that thing's yeah. gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not your place. So, hey, it's up the sidewalk. Guns. The sidewalk is literally now at a forty-five degree yeah. angle. The roots, and then it's just literally splitting the house, the bricks, and the it's removing everything. You know, when we are long gone, the earth is still gonna like thrive. Absolutely, it probably only take two hundred years for us to have very little traces of our known civilization. Yeah, uh, legitimately. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many times this has happened. <laughs> 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 Too many to care, right? It's expanding and contracting. And, oh, it's crazy. So, it's great. That's that's your high thoughts for the day. That's right, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> this moment brought to you by edibles. Enjoy it, Will. Enjoy. God bless. God bless those yeah. edibles. Yeah. I had to have that conversation with Grace when it became legal because the dog has cancer, and they said the vet lives across the street. She goes, "Have you tried CBD oil and to take away his pain and?" Grace, let's talk about marijuana. Well, it makes sense. That's the conversation we have with kids, uh, our kids, where my wife makes a bunch of low-dose edibles, and uh, they're like, well, why do you have it? We're like, well, it's a medicine. It's a pain reliever. It's uh, And I can't have her dipping into that. No, no. When, when Look, Amanda, a cookie. No. Yeah, no, no. When they're made at the house, Amanda makes the children's stuff first. So yeah. all the pans are clean. Right. And then she does the adult stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's also kid fodder, too. You can't have them running up asking for yeah. fucking treats. Right. When you're like, yeah, these are not going to be See, good I'm lucky because Grace is not a candy. No. Yeah. Right? You're, we actually talked about this on our last Minnesota, yeah, which last drops Minnesota. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. About how like she'll put the sprinkles on the ones for the kids. Oh, nice! And yeah. adults get no sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes they get caramel glaze. Yeah, yeah, glaze eyes, glaze But also the way they talk about it is this is an adult medicine, and if the time comes that you need it as an adult medicine when you're an adult. Well, we'll talk a, about it, right? And yeah. so, like, they know that even when it comes out, they go, they go and run around. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes off his shirt and his socks and shoes and just runs around the fields. <laughs> like, there you go. You That's, know. uh, yeah. yeah, she knows. But it, I luck out because even when there is that stuff around, she's like, uh, do we have any fruit? Do we have any vegetables? Yeah, I She'll sit cool. with broccoli and dip it before she. 
Erica is like that. She's 80 years old. Uh, <laughs> really? like, when is she going to start drinking prune juice? She dips, she dips broccoli and ranch in while she reads books. It's so bizarre. You know, uh, when she moves out, she's going to move into a retirement community at like 18 years old. <laughs> I know that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to push the old people around. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I'm here to help. But you're paying $3,000 a month to be here. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've talked for a good length here. Yeah. Uh, we have. We always wrap up with one final question. Yeah. Um, Chris, why don't you take it? You got any advice for parents and dads in general? No, Is because every kid needs something different, and every parent does that different thing in a different way. So no. Besides, I can try. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. so many people that just shrug their shoulders and don't. Try. Make an effort. I've I've run into so many parents that literally are like, well, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to be what they're going to be. Yeah, but, that yeah. old boys will be boys bullshit but adage. But you're more than welcome to take them by the hand and show them different ways and different things. Instead of just sitting back and watching this person grow, you can also be a part of that growth. So, But for everyone, it's a different journey. But ultimately, it comes down to trying is what you're saying. Yeah. Put in the effort. Put in the effort. And there will be good results regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I am by no means choice for father of the year. But if I can put her out there as an example, I feel good about what I've done. And when I said I was going to do it a different way, I did. Mm -hmm. And the results are there. And those results are seen by many people. Oh, yeah. It's not just yeah. like, uh, it's not like you as a dad being blinded by... I have the greatest daughter yeah, in the world. Yeah, it's like people no. are recognizing it as like, no, you've got a fantastic human being that you are like coexisting with. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't say you're raising her because she might be raising you. Yeah. <laughs> she got a report card yesterday and she got eight A's and one B. And she says, so can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. And she goes, how can I work harder? So to raise that B to an A, so it's all A's. That's what was on her mind. Like, Okay. And then she did have that cup of prune juice. Yep. Like, <laughs> and went to bed at And read Little Women <laughs> until MASH was on. <laughs> she PVR'd Jeopardy because it's half an hour too late for her. That's right. <laughs> Mike, it was great to chat with you today. Yeah, thanks, oh, thanks thank so you much. for having me. This is fantastic. Um, and uh, guys, you can find Mike Dambra on the internet uh just type in his name you'll find him on you've got youtube clips up right oh yeah there's yeah. hundreds of youtube's clips there's uh two facebook pages a fan page a regular page um, he's on insta yeah Instagram, he's on insta twitter at, at gracie's dad yep yeah um gracie's funny dad gracie's yeah. funny dad sorry uh it, you know if he's coming to your city go check him out he's yeah, one of absolutely. the funnier he's comics you're gonna see absolutely. in this uh this lifetime uh so enjoy that if you can thank you so much mike thank you PSA from Daddy Issues with Champion Kingsbury. White people, stop doing blackface. Bye, Maiko. Have you ever been parched and opened the fridge and seen that there's nothing to drink? Well, try tap water. It's just as refreshing as water from a bottle, water from a box, or water from your cupped hands. Tap water, save the planet. Not to mention all the tasty mind control additives. This ad has been brought to you by the Government of Canada. Fluoride! Hello, we're back. We are back. Hello, we're back. You said that already. Hello, we're back. Champ stuck on repeat. Hold on a second. Hello. Oh, there we go. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, yeah. So uh, that was that was Dambra, great guy, class act, and a uh, fun time. And then we had our ad. I think our ads this week were brought to you, us by uh, Blackface and Fluoride. Yes, this episode was brought to you by Blackface and Fluoride. Uh, both are crappy. <laughs> try not to do, well, don't, definitely don't do one and try not to do so much fluoride. Good luck.
Anyway. Uh, tap so, water. Tap water. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what did we learn this week, Jeff? Uh, no, 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 Dick of the Week. Oh, Dick of the Week. Dun, 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 dun. Dick of the Week. Shout out going Dick of the Week is Babysitters. Yeah, well, like... All the babysitters. You're all the dick. Remember, dick of the week's a good thing. It's a good thing. Our daddy of, of the week. Daddy of the week is babysitters. People who find the time to give regular parents a break. And yeah. as an added bonus, don't touch the children. Yes, that's important. Yes. That's important. We're we're going to the Nutcracker on Sunday. Cool. And uh, yeah, you know the ballet. Yep. Do, do. I don't the know, little bear. Ty, Ty in the circle. Oh, check off. Yeah. Anyways, it's fun, um, and we needed someone to look after Maddie. So, like, I called up her brother James, who's also a dad. I was like, "Hey, Daddy." I like I call him Daddy. Yeah, it's really weird too. He was like, <laughs> "Hey, Daddy. got your money, baby." Hey, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. Can you look after my baby girl while I take out my other baby girl? <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. And Jeff's doing black voice right now. That's not no. <laughs> no, that was horrible. That was I. You know I don't do I don't like have voices like you do. Like, fair enough. I have like pitches. Yes, that's right. I so that was pitches. a high pitch. I've got pitches talking. and volumes. That's right. He's got range, but no changing no, of range. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that was the point. Thanks for the week going out to babysitters. Yeah, do it. Do help, it. Be help, a babysitter. Help another dad out. That's right. So dads out there, take care of each other, and they'll take care of you. That's right. Yeah. It's like it's like making sure that she comes first. That's, oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, with other dads. Wait. Okay. Yeah. So what did we learn this week, Chris? Oh. <laughs> we, uh, we learned... Well, now we have questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super amounts of questions. No, we learned that the uh, strikes happening in Ontario with our educators are actually... Uh, just one day strikes. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yeah, it's totally good because it, it actually causes more disruption and makes people pay more attention to the cause as opposed to a big long break. Yeah, because after after five days of being on strike, the they government can, can legislate, them, legislate them back to work. Yeah, whereas if they just give them one day, it kind of puts it pain in everybody's ass because they're being disrupted. Or you from throw them. rotating strikes in there so people don't know, like, wait, is, is Ottawa striking today or is Toronto striking today or yeah. is London, like, you don't, it, it's to Keeps create, them guessing. It's to create chaos because yeah. the chaos is going to hopefully cause yeah. change. Like, you know, we're not the type of country that goes and flips cars in the streets and, no, you know. No, we're like the biggest we'll get it probably is like a strongly worded letter. Well, that's because we have, like, you know, we yeah. just kind of let our unions do the shit. It's also really cold outside, so you know, getting outside is not well. Really striking incredible. though, you have to be outside. Yeah, they were actually pretty bundled up from what I saw yesterday. I was like, yeah, "You guys are prepared. Makes sense." Yeah. yeah. Well, especially if it was only a one day strike, they they have the energy for it too, right? It's not like they're right. eighteen days into yeah. it, right? Lisa There's... Simpson playing by the big cooling tower. Did you see? Did you see the allegations made against the Minister of Environment on Twitter yesterday? No, I did not. So there's this guy that was one of like that pledges at the frat that he was the president of that at Ottawa or at, sorry Western University in London. Okay. And uh, S- Stephen Lecce, the the Minister of Education, supposedly according to the accusations, uh, performed like hazing rituals that included like kidnapping confinement and uh, there was a lot of like the paddling other, of the swollen ass there was there was actually a lot of like other physical abuse and oh. sensory deprivation but the biggest thing was how they kept saying that at the end they'd have to fuck a goat and they thought they were joking and then they were blindfolded handed a condom and then when they unblindfolded there's a goat there that they're supposed to fuck whoa yeah so Yo, that's like, Whoa. That's the guy that is, and he he went to private school. He went to St. Mike's private school, the private school that right now is being investigated for all those, like, private school kids that, like, sexually assaulted the, the other kid in the locker. Oh, right. You remember that? Yep. I so heard about St. that. So St. Mike's is where he went, and now he's the Minister of Education for Public Schools, but he's never been to a public school in his fucking life. That's apt. And his, like, deputy <laughs> minister was homeschooled. <laughs> wow so you're people who've never been in the system deciding about the system exactly like Jesus. this is one of those oh, yeah. things where like I, I learned that that's stupid as fuck I'm sorry yeah <laughs> so that's that's what you learned I learned something much simpler okay I learned about 
putting studs every 16 inches. That's right, you did. When you're putting down foundation for a wall. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we're doing some construction around the house. And, and today we're measuring out a new room. And, we're doing layout. We're doing and layout. So then 16 inches. Yeah. That's what I learned. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. it yourself shit. DIY. But Chris was here, so he didn't do DIY it himself. It was, it was mostly. I stood over him drinking a beer. And I said, why do you do it that way? He did the appropriate thing and asked questions. <coughs> yeah. So that's all you need to do to learn something ask is to ask question. a question. Um, <laughs> guys, this has been this has been actually a fun episode. I yeah, really, this, this really enjoyed great, this episode. Yeah. Thank you for t- tuning in. Uh, find Mike Dambra on the internet. It's very easy to do. Yeah. Uh, just type Mike Dambra. Mike Dambra and um, you'll, you'll, you're going to get a hit for sure. Go back, listen to our other episodes. Remember to rate, like, subscribe. Uh, tell your friends, tell your families. If you don't like us, tell your enemies because the joke's on them. Ha 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 You can find us on the internet, Chris. Uh, we got dad issues at uh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Twitter, got yes. it. I threw it to we you. We got daddy issues on Instagram. Yeah, we got the full daddy on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. And uh, daddy issues with Champion Kingsbury on Facebook. And YouTube. And YouTube. And if you just like to like email us, you can email us at wegotdaddyissues at gmail.com. That's, that's right. where you can find us. We're around. Listen to us on all of the streaming services. That you're probably using right now to listen to us. We love you. We care for you deeply. Have our babies. (laughs) Not me, I'm fixed.